Isabel sat at her desk trying to ignore a throbbing headache. She stared at the page in the typewriter in front of her, but the words kept moving in and out of focus. It was a cold day even for March, but she felt as if she was on fire. A wave of dizziness finally overcame her and she laid her face on the desk. How lovely and cool it was. For goodness sake, Audrey sighed. Don't droop about here, go home. There's no point being a martyr if the rest of us catch it. Jimmy Jones, the packer's son, was loitering in the doorway, picking his nose and waiting for Trudy to give him a parcel to take to the post office. What are you staring at? Audrey snapped. Go and find her a taxi. All right, keep your hair on, he muttered and slouched off. You needn't worry, she told Isabel, who was trying to finish up. Take the fare out of petty cash. Spoil yourself. Audrey helped Isabel on with her coat. Whilst the older girl's back was turned, Isabel slipped a manuscript that Stephen had given her inside her shopping bag. If she had to be ill, she'd want something to read. For the next three days, however, there was no question of reading anything. She slept, cocooned in the extra blankets that Vivian had dragooned their landlady into giving her, so she didn't have to spend precious pennies on gas. Nothing passed her parched lips and burning throat but water. Each evening when she came home, Vivian went and sat with her, sponged her face and tidied up the bed. On the fourth day she felt a little better, and on the fifth well enough to feel absolutely wretched. She missed her home. She missed her old bedroom. Above all, she missed her mother. She blew her nose until it was swollen and stinging and felt sorry for herself. She must be the loneliest, ugliest girl in the world. Everyone had forgotten her, and no one would ever love her again. It was in this mood that she cast about for distraction and remembered the manuscript in her bag. She staggered out of bed and fetched it. An hour later she had forgotten her aching head and runny nose. She was completely caught up in a young man's voice as he told her a story of suffering, of love denied. She read until it grew dark and Vivian knocked on the door to see how she was. She read again when Vivian left her later. She dreamed about the characters and woke in the night to find pages of the manuscript rustling round her on the bed. The next morning she finished it, actually weeping when the young man and his love, Diana, were finally parted by Diana's death in an air raid when he was on his way to meet her. But when she dried her eyes, she gathered up the pages and felt better, much better. She sat up in bed, a coat around her shoulders, and wrote a long and enthusiastic report. Finally, she threw pen and paper aside, tired out, she had to be well enough to go to work the next morning. If she arrived early, she could type up the report before tackling the pile of tasks that undoubtedly awaited her return and eagerly anticipate Stephen's response. After a week of tense waiting, she asked Stephen, I don't suppose you've had time to read that report on Hugh Morton's book I left you? Ah, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you about that. Stephen replied with a guilty look, and her hopes fell. But then he said, The author's coming in next week. I'll make sure the two of you are introduced. We're publishing the book, 
she asked in surprise and not a little anger. She was used to not being told much, to having to pick up information through opening the post or by correspondence she was asked to type. But she was hurt that he hadn't mentioned anything about this project. His agent rang, accepting our offer this morning, so it certainly looks like it, Stephen said with a boyish smile. Then, more seriously, what I'd like from you is a list of notes, a more detailed version of those changes you suggested in the report. The ones about Diana, you mean? He was actually allowing her to work creatively with an author. Suddenly he was forgiven. Yes, I'm inclined to agree with you. She does lack spirit. I'll need to speak to him about it. Oh, yes, of course. She was pleased that he wanted her notes.